Hello and welcome to the Miles Offside podcast where we talk a little bit of football and a whole lot of nothing. You join me, Chuck Bailey, as we venture further into our pre-season preview podcasts. Uh, that's a lovely tongue twister there for you. And moving today on to Tottenham Hotspur. Lots going on uh, in Tottenham this season and last season, to be fair. And of course, I couldn't do this uh, without none other than uh, repeat guests on now for, the, I believe it's the second time. He's on his way to a hat-trick, nailing a brace here. Mr. Jeffrey Pedder. Jeff, how are you? I am very well, very well indeed. Yeah, thank you for having me back on. Uh, obviously, the first uh, first appearance wasn't completely awful, so um, yeah, good to be back. Yeah, this is it. I mean, everyone so far, no pressure. You know, we had uh, uh, repeat guest or recurring character Nick. Uh, really upset by how good quality his Liverpool pod was with Oscar. Uh, Tom Townley uh, had a marvellous time. Andy Penpraise. And, uh, I mean, by the time this comes out, the uh, the Safira Gold and Matthew Gold Fulham podcast will be out as well. So, lots going on. Uh, but, you know, you're still early enough in that there's not too much pressure on you, mate. You know, but you've done this before. You've been here. Um of course, we're here to talk about Tottenham today. So, as with all of these pods, start off, uh, what made you, what is your link to Tottenham? Why Tottenham? Why all these years? Or how long have you been supporting them? Yeah, I was, I was trying to think about this earlier on when you, when you mentioned it. Um, there's not really any strong links for me. Uh, it was, I, I'd say it was kind of late 80s, um, <clears throat> you know, basically around, and I'd, I'd say it was more player than club. Okay. Related. Um, it was when, you know, you had, you had kind of Waddle, um, Lineker, who was probably my favorite player yeah. when I was kind of a kid. And then, you know, then you a couple of years of Gaza. Um, and it was just yeah. really, they were just a really exciting team to watch. Um, Gascoigne especially was just like, you know, insane. And as a, yeah, phenomenal. Inf- as an influence, you know, uh, when I was what, eight, nine, that was, you know, that was huge. And my, my dad always followed them. Tottenham, but not not kind of religiously. Uh, but he, he kind of had a, a soft spot for them from watching them in the sixties with with Greaves and and whatnot. Um, so yeah, that, that's the earliest kind of memory I've, I've got of them really. Okay, and then were you kind of going to games with your old man, or were you were you more of a, a TV or just a following it on the weekend kind of thing? Um, again, probably, probably kind of went through spells. Um, went yeah, went with my dad a bit when. Probably when I was a teenager, and then going into kind of late teens, early twenties, I had a season ticket for five seasons, I think it was, okay. maybe six. Um, which eventually I had to give up just because of you know life commitments and, mm-hmm. and money and um, and all that sort of stuff. Um, but my mate that I went with still goes now, so he's had his for probably twenty years. Um, near it near about so yeah it was uh it was it was good times i mean the, the football wasn't you know wasn't always great <laughs> when i was going um but i mean we had some good times you know i was i was going quite a lot when hoddle was was manager that was fun times okay. just because of just because of his links to the club mm-hmm. um but yeah i mean i watched some i watched some real dross at the same time yeah there in, was in some that, in that era some turgid there's definitely spurs new or younger spurs fans have definitely been spoiled i mean the fact that you have comprehensively for a decent few years been better than arsenal as well definitely helps yeah and that was <laughs> one thing that we never had i mean i was i was there the day that arsenal won the league at the lane 
And right. that was just, you yeah, know, that was pretty horrible. Um, not, it's one of them awful memories that, you know, of all the things I can't remember in my life, <laughs> like that's one of the things I can remember. I'm like, why? Why is that stuck in there? <laughs> yeah, it never leaves you those horrible uh, memories. But let's let's not talk about that. Well, I guess some of last season probably was horrible for you. Um, obviously, uh, it's been a bit of a running theme, I think, with these pods with um, Newcastle big overhauls, Chelsea big overhauls, Tottenham. I'd say as well had a big overhaul, obviously with uh, director of sport, manager changes, that kind of thing. So, what were your kind of thoughts going into last season up until kind of and including? Conte really well at the beginning of the season it was just a bit of a shambles like we had you know I was so happy we got rid of Mourinho in mm-hmm. the you know the back back part of the previous season <laughs> oh um, fuck I forgot there was Mourinho Jesus yeah so it was still like oh god he was you know he's the last thing that we we had um, and then yeah Paratiki came in in, in the summer I think uh, quite early in the summer so there was then yep. a bit of optimism that Okay, who's he gonna who's he gonna bring with him? And there were you know, various rumours of reasonably unrealistic targets. Um, and then all of a sudden, you know, pretty close to the start of the season, Nuno comes in, and mm. it probably yeah, you know, it wasn't really the the manager that I think it wasn't was as attractive as the other for. names, really. Was it, it was not, but you know, we you know, I think I think most of the fan base were like, all right, we'll, we'll get behind him and give him a chance. But mm-hmm. I think it was it was. It was evident pretty early on that it just wasn't going to work out. Um, yeah, early fixtures just, really yeah. masked that, didn't they? Because you won the first three games, I think, and you kept clean sheets in all of yeah, them. You but, were top in yeah, Arsenal on twentieth. Yeah, I think we we won all three. I think the first three games we won one nil. But right, it, it's one of those. You know, if you watch the games, uh huh, it it wasn't good. <laughs> they might <laughs> they might they might have been wins, but you know the results were hiding all sorts of yeah, terribleness. Yeah, yeah. Um, and yeah, and I think by the, by the time he did go, it was he, he was only in like fifteen games, seventeen games, something like that. Uh, and, ten and, and all ten games he got. I, I realised that, that league. It must have been league yeah. games. I think he. I think oh, he had late right, teens okay, yeah. total, but even that was was too much. Um, and we just yeah we didn't didn't score goals. Didn't look like scoring. Didn't really look like keeping it tight at the back. Mm-hmm. It wasn't fun to watch. It was, no, like, it, was like, was... it was like a Mourinho team, but with like where the manager's like a nice guy. Right. Okay. So you were kind of a fan enough of Nuno as a person, but just what was on the pitch? Yeah, really I think it was just Jared. it was. I think it was just too big a job for him, and his style of play just wasn't ever really going to mm-hmm. go down. You know, well with the fans. Yeah. And then, of course, you know, you had Antonio Conte come in. So, what were your feelings on that? And kind of, because it was quite a roller coaster start, wasn't it? It was sort of the best team in the world one week, and then you lose to Burnley, and he's saying he's <laughs> going to quit, and you've got the worst players. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you, you can't say it's been boring under, under Conte. Um, I mean, when he first came in, obviously just massive excitement because of who he is, what he's done, his reputation yeah. in the game. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But then also, like, you know, uh, almost trepidation of all right. Well, wh- when when are we going to ruin him? When are, <laughs> when, are, when, are, when are we going to Tottenham him? Yeah. Um, and you know, yeah, that yeah, with with his press conferences being so all over the place, it, it was a case of you know, well, yeah, is he is he just going to quit in January? Yeah. And and we're and we're on another manager search. Um, but fortunately, 
he's you know he's stuck with it and uh, you know you, you never really know I don't think anyone would know apart from him how much of those press press conferences were, were, were bluster and yeah know, calls you know unspoken messages to the board and to yeah he to likes to play people. he likes to play uh play that way similar to kind of Mourinho in a way I mean uh, we're jumping massively ahead here but for example uh you know Tottenham just signed Jed Spence a very highly rated uh wing back from the championship and all I've seen of interviews he's just like yeah this was a club signing they decided to sign this player they wanted this player you're like oh okay mate like did you not get enough toys to play with and you're gonna <laughs> You're going to start throwing that shade. Um, I, ha- I have an interesting... I heard an interesting conspiracy theory uh, that I'd like to share. You, you can comment on it or not, but when... Um, it, obviously, in the summer, you were linked with Conte and Pochettino coming back and lots of big names. And uh, I heard a bit of a conspiracy that Paratici basically told Conte not to come because Daniel Levy is such a hard bargainer and he was having quite a hard time convincing of his style and being given kind of the keys to the kingdom. And the rumour I heard was that he told Conte not to come because he kind of figured Nuno would be bad and then when Paratici convinces Conte to come in the season like he did, Levy will have complete faith in him, in Conte, and then they would basically get the keys to the kingdom and control of the team and the squad. Um, I mean, it's just. I mean, look, look, it's entirely plausible, but you know, it's yeah, not I Rebecca mean, Vardy, but you, you know, he is famously Levy, the the best negotiator, the toughest negotiator, as Pep Guardiola said. But you know, uh, drop that one in there. But anyway, in terms of performances, you know, successful, uh, fifty six points in twenty eight games, uh, and sixty goals scored. Um, third expected, third deserved. Um, do you do you see that kind of carrying on this year? And and what a kind of how do you see Tottenham transitioning, as it were, from what we saw under Conte uh, and him coming in mid season, of course, to the pre season now, and and what your kind of expectations are going forward. Well, I think I think that having a pre season under him is crucial. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, yeah, you want you want as much time as possible, and yeah, the, I haven't seen some of the training videos of the uh, the workouts he's putting them through. Oh boy, the players are maybe uh, the players are maybe not not agreeing. There's a lot of vomiting. It seems to be going on. <laughs> yeah, um, but you know, yeah, that that can't be understated. What the what the pro season will do mm-hmm. for the team, um, and especially with bedding in a number of new signings. Um, I mean, the expectations have to be have to be really high. Um, I don't see, you know, the teams that we were scrambling to get past at the end of last season to mm-hmm. get to fourth in a, in the, in, in as least arrogant way as I can possibly put it up. Like, I don't see them getting above us this year. Yeah. Um, but, you know, assuming we carry on in the same trajectory. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so the target then has to be Chelsea. And, you know, that's this, this is where yeah. my uh, expectations kind of, you know, dull down a little bit. You know, I think there's a, there's been a lot of chat of, oh, well, you know, Tottenham are the third best team in the country since Conte took over. They've made all these signings. You know, they're they're definitely getting third. Um, mm. And I, you know, I just want to put pour a little bit of water on that. And yeah, do, I think I think it's by, you know, I would absolutely settle for another top four finish uh, if if yeah. it's third. 
wonderful. If, yeah, if we're I'd, I'd in definitely say finishing above Chelsea is would would be kind of the cherry on top. I think we all kind of figure that you know City and Liverpool are kind of a, a, a pair in their own that you know no one's yeah. necessarily going to usurp. But I think what you said is right because I uh, I think all of the teams around that area have improved. Um, I, I think Tottenham have, Arsenal have, Chelsea have, uh, Man United have. Maybe by virtue of the fact they couldn't get worse. Um, but I think that you know just going by the stats of last season you were ahead of them anyway. So naturally, if you do all progress at a similar rate, you're just going to stay above and, and forge yeah. a bit of a difference. I mean, United are the wild card because of because mm-hmm. of Ten Hag and, and yep. like I say, they're, they've been working from such a low base that... You know, and they such could a low just, bar of expectation. Yeah, exactly. So they could just kind of, you know, hit the ground running under him and uh, see a resurgence. But yeah, I mean, we, yeah, we have to be kind of Targeting, targeting yeah. four or, or third, um, but with with the you know with the obvious caveat that this is Tottenham and we, we if 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 we can it's find a way a, to mess it up, we, mean, we will try our hardest. I see you know through doing this, and uh, maybe this is finally the me seeing Oscar's side. But obviously, speaking to all English people, I see that we're just all focused so much on the negative, and like tempering <laughs> expectations. Like, I mean, let, let's talk side-ins as well to kind of see. Don't like, get me you've wrong, got I'm very lo- excited. You, you should like you've got a lot to be excited about. I mean, let's let's talk sidings. Uh, we mentioned Jed Spence before. You've picked up uh, even Perisic uh, from Inter, who obviously Conte's worked with before, and he's been incredibly effective. Clement Longley on loan, Fraser Forster, which I think is fine, um, and then you've got Eve Basuma and Richarlison uh, come in. I mean, I I can't in terms of ability and and stuff on the pitch. I can't really see fairer than that for improving anywhere. I mean, is there are there any of those you're not necessarily keen on or any other areas you think would be be good to get get improvements um no i mean certainly very happy with with all of those people mm-hmm. coming in um there's been you know i i think longley is i think good cover i don't think yep. he's, he won't be a starter but he's good cover for for probably davis um i, I thought they might get another center half as well but I'm I'm okay that they didn't. Yeah. I just thought I thought there'd be a, kind of a good uh, like a, an upgrade to Sanchez or Rogan yeah. coming in. Um, but I'm okay with that. Um, and then I suppose the other position which has been kind of touted a little bit is is kind of an attacking midfielder, like mm-hmm. a creative sort of player. You know, there were the rumours with Ericsson and he obviously ended up at United. There's yeah. been the rumours. There's been rumours recently about James Madison. James, yeah, yeah. Which I think would be a great signing. I think I it is really good. But I, but I don't really see where he where he fits in. Mm. Um, but you know, yeah, that'd be a, that'd be a good addition to unlocking teams when it's you know when they, when they're sitting deep and you've got the low block. Yeah, um, I, th- I think we've seen. I mean, if you if you think about the fact that we're you you know we're still in the mid to late July, as it were, a lot of teams have made a lot of moves in terms mm. of the five subs coming in. I mean, you, you know, you have approximately fourteen uh, wing backs at the minute and and fullbacks. <laughs> um, but the the Leicester one is interesting because I'm pretty sure they're still the only team that haven't signed a single player. And stuff that I've seen is that they have to sell to buy, which yeah, it seems like a lot of their squad are up for mm, you know elements Madison, mm. and so you know I can see Madison, but it 
you're right. You know, Conte having such a specific style, you do wonder where he would fit into that, or if he's just going to convert everyone to wing backs. I could see Madison at left wing back. That could work. <laughs> Under Antonio Conte, sure, I wouldn't doubt anyone. Um, <laughs> yeah. But what, what's interesting is obviously at the minute. Uh, I mean, this is according to transfer marked. You, you've you've sold. Uh, you've bought in. Sorry, ninety one million pounds worth of players. Uh, you had a hundred and fifty million apparently that was that was made available. Now I don't know what what that was constituting. Whether that included wages as well. Um, you've ditched Bergvine. Uh, to Ajax and I imagine you know Ndombele Lo Celso do you think there's any more players that are probably going to get sold as well that will help you kind of improve yeah, I think I think Lo Celso is close to a deal with Villarreal I think they're just kind mm-hmm. of meeting in the middle on right. the valuations I think they, they offered something like 12 to 15 and we wanted like 18 to 20 so mm-hmm. I think that's just a case of time know, yeah yeah just that would be a Meet in the middle somewhere. And Dombele, I've not heard much about, which yep. is disappointing. You're not a fan, was, are you? No. Well, I just, I just think you know, experiment gone wrong. Let's get rid of him and Fair get enough. a wage bill. Get a wage bill for the uh, books. Um, but I haven't seen much about potential suitors. So, yeah, we'll, we'll see. And then I, I still think one of the centre backs could go. I think Sanchez or Roden could could still go. Yeah. But that is probably dependent on another one coming in. Yeah, fair enough. I mean, I've also seen stuff like Regulon, Tanganga, um, like you said, yeah, Rodden that yeah. are apparently going to go. Uh, well, the- hopefully, yeah. Tanganga, I think, has been linked with move to Milan, mm-hmm. um, which could could work. Um, yeah, and, and hopefully Regulon goes. Yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, you've got enough in that position, haven't you? Um, I, I don't think we could move on from this. I mean, I, you know, without uh, maybe a quick discussion on Harry Kane? What do you see <laughs> now? I'm not. I'm not gonna. You know, it's clear what we've said. Potentially on financial now, Tottenham are now a completely different beast from when we spoke uh, about this before and said about when we thought, um, as a podcast anyway, not necessarily yourself, that perhaps Tottenham were at their last chance to cash in on him. Where do you kind of see K? I mean, a with are you worried with Lewandowski moving on potentially buying coming in? Or do you see Kane now getting another contract? Or what do you kind of foresee there? Because it's kind of a big thing. Because Sun's re-signed, didn't he, last year and got a few more years. But yeah. now it's just, it's kind of a big element that potentially you could sign, agree a deal for free next year. Yeah, I, I don't see a world in, the, in, in where they're not trying to talk to him about uh, a new deal. Uh, although there hasn't been much that much talk about that, yep. what I've seen, um, I don't really see the Bayern move as a as a as a thing. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, it's a possibility, of course, but I think his eyes are set firmly on Shearer's target. Right. Um, okay. And I, and I, I think the only reason he would go there would be to win, you know, easily win a few charity shields. Sorry, uh, the Bundesliga um, <laughs> out there. Uh, so yeah, you, I mean, you if, coughed you know, over he, the wrong part there, Jeff. You cut. Co- <laughs> <laughs> I mean, yeah, I know. He, you know, he, it's, he's made it very clear yeah. that he wants to win trophies, and that's yeah. fine. I don't think Bayern is, is a place he would do it. And like I say, I think because of the state of the club now, that was I think that was his big concern last season. 
you know, obviously yeah. there was the interest from City and, and that you know, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah, not yeah, be a bad move for him. But the, the draw for that was was the competitiveness and the trophies. Yeah. And I, I think given what given what we've put into the market and the state of the team and the manager and the the feeling around the club. I think that's um, completely fair. I mean, no. let's uh, let's go to perhaps uh, we've kind of touched on it a bit a bit of a prediction of how you think the season's going to go in terms of uh, I guess domestic and maybe cup competitions as well. Um, personally, in my predictor league at the minute, I've got Tottenham third. Um, I, I you know but I, I I'm haven't told Oscar that oh no I did send it to Oscar yesterday he has not replied um, having them finish above Chelsea but where do you kind of see or envision Tottenham finishing and then how getting to, to what stages of various cup competitions um, like I say I think top four has to be the target I haven't done yep. my predictor league yet I uh-huh. will I will be shocked if I have them if I don't have them in either third or fourth yep um, it, you know, to be decided. Um, but I think the Cups is an interesting one because uh, in my mind, it's certainly with the size of the squad now, yeah. we should we should absolutely be targeting the Cups. Um, because, you know, like we said earlier, City and Liverpool are playing a different game. They're, they're doing their own thing, yeah. 15 points above everyone else. And, but the domestic Cups are there for the taking. You know, it baffles me why most of the mid-table teams who are safe from relegation, or, or or know they will be safe from relegation, but know they're going to finish somewhere between ninth and fifteenth, yeah. then put out weakened teams in in the cup. It, it baffles me. It's like, why why are you playing them? Yeah, um, I think it, it's it's definitely underrated. I mean, as much as you you do sometimes like because obviously I've I've had Palace now as we've gradually transitioned over the years, right? So you know I always hark on about it, but it's like the closest analog and the thing I know the most is like there was the element of right, we don't need the club the cup competitions for extra fixtures. Let's just get thing but then when you're in them and you get far the emotional boost even as a fan is so much that you think that's got to apply to the players as well and like you said if if Kane wants to win trophies and all these players obviously want to win trophies Conte wants to win trophies realistically targeting the Premier League at this point is is so such a slim chance it's ridiculous so much would have to go right but the cups like Tottenham need to go yeah. all out because you want to get that monkey off your back of I mean how many years has it been now since a trophy fourteen uh, fourteen yeah for for a team like Tottenham you you, you know they want to be win, winning something you know there's not a pre season Audi Cup of course you know Arsenal exactly and, and things like the I don't know what the League Cup's called anymore is it just the League Cup now Carabao yeah. come on. Yeah, there we go. Um, but I mean, with that, you know, it's only a, you know, unless you get a sticky draw mm-hmm. in, in one of the rounds, it's a it's a pretty easy route to the semi-finals typically. Um, so it's so, like, yeah, well, why why wouldn't you, you know, aim to to at least try and get a, a trophy in the cabinet? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So. So you're saying um, Tottenham to win the Cups, uh, finish fourth in the league. Uh, Champions League, where do you think? Round of 16, quarterfinals? I think quarterfinals would be exceptional. Yeah. Um, round of 16. Yeah, I think, uh, yeah, obviously you've got to aim to, to get out mm-hmm. of the group stages. And then once you're into the knockouts, you know, anyone can win it. Uh, as we it, almost proved a couple of years ago. Um, yeah. Oh, God, that but, final, though. Fuck me. 
Oh, God. That was bad. Um, Ajax was good though, so you know you had that. Yeah, we'll we'll always have Ajax. <laughs> we'll always um, have Lucas Moura in Ajax. <laughs> but yeah, I think I think you know if we got to the quarters, amazing. You know. That'd be, that'd be good. Okay, then. So uh, to kind of round this off, uh, you are obviously FPL Shagger. Uh, that's well known uh, throughout the community um, of fantasy Premier League players. Um, what what do you kind of see? How do you see Tottenham players? Do you normally try to avoid your own team? Do you, Are you really kind of gung-ho and, and adamant on them? And are there any players you think we we should probably target or get in? Um, I think historically, I'm. <laughs> I kind of tend to go one of two ways. I'll I'll avoid them for a long time, mm-hmm. but then once I but then once I get one of them, I I tend to stick with them. Uh, yeah. But then typically, it's it's usually Kane or Son, and you stick with them because they score most weeks. Because they're so bloody that's not great. Really, yeah, that's not really a Tottenham thing, I suppose. But um, yeah, I'm I'm usually wary of being too hot on them. Mm-hmm. Um. But I can definitely see myself starting the season with Kane, um, with the you know with the potential switch to Haaland on the on the cards. Um, I think Son is a tricky one just because of the price rise. Oh, it's such a shame. If, you know, He's been so like we had this conversation. He's been so disrespected, I guess, in terms of price for I'd say the last two seasons, starting at nine and then ten and getting two hundred and two hundred twenty eight and two hundred fifty eight points, and now like he's twelve, and ah, oh, it's so hard to like justify him over a Salah, if you see what I mean. Yeah, yeah. Well, I think the question mark. I think the question. You know, for a lot of people, and I, mean, I, I include myself in this, mm-hmm. it's Salah plus one if you're going for two premiums, um, and it's it's whether you go for one of the strikers or whether you go for Son or KDB. Um, yeah, I mean, having having seen clips and highlights and reports from preseason, yep, he's he's sharp. He's can just just left off, you know, carried on where he left off from last season. Is that the um, Son you mean? Sorry. Son, yeah, yeah, yeah. He just he, he looks very, very sharp. So anyone anyone that picks him from the start, absolutely no qualms whatsoever. Uh, even over Kane or Haaland, I'd, I'd be absolutely fine with that. Big um, time. I don't think I will just because of just because I want the flex of yeah. being able to move yeah, around yeah. the premium strikers. Um, but yeah, he's a yeah he's a great pick. Um, elsewhere, I mean. The the centre backs you could easily pick them up. They're all five million. They're all going to pick up, you know, a mm-hmm. few clean sheets. They're probably not going to get many attacking returns, but they're probably like, yeah, they're probably a reasonably cheap, safe way in. Yeah. Again, I don't think I will, but they're there. Um, central midfield is a no go area because a none of you don't know who's going to play. I mean, I have no idea at this point. You know, you've got Hoiberg, Bissouma, uh, Benton, Core, and Skip. And those four could just rotate every game, and uh, you know, yeah, 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 and that would and that would be fine from a fan perspective. But it, but you know, none of them are none of them are going to be a threat to FPL anyway. Um, and so that's the wing backs. Um, yeah, I guess that's the key one because I mean, I at the back end of last season, I was very hot on uh, Sessegnon getting a chance and and getting to actually play. And then uh, you know, again, you signed about five wing backs. <laughs> Well, I don't think 
So I don't think Reggie will feature. He didn't go on the pre-season tour. It's yep. quite obvious that he's not in the plans um, because he's a headless chicken. Um, <laughs> Emerson Royale could still be sold, but if he's not, I think he's pretty low down in that in that pecking yep. order. Um, and with Spence being a you know inverted quotes club signing and having just joined. <laughs> I don't think he's going to start. Yeah. Uh, so I think on the right hand side, unless he does continue with this Lucas Mora conversion. Oh God, thing that's that that's like his about. big bloody homes under the hammer conversion property he project, it, isn't it? Yeah, he loves it. Um, but assuming that doesn't happen, the right wing back slot, I think, is Doherty's to lose. Okay. Um, so I I think of the wing backs, he's the best route in to start the season. Because uh, on the left-hand side, everyone's high on Perisic, and I totally get it because yep. he's been a very, very good player for a very long mm-hmm. time, and he's done it under Conte, and he's done yeah. it, you know, recently. Um, but and you know, and in, in a way, there's no reason not to start with him. You know, the games are spaced out at the beginning of the season, so there's no worry about him being tired out. Um, but Sess has been playing really well, and he will get his chances. Um, so I, I think that's a lot riskier in that over that side. Um, so yeah, of of the wingbacks, I mm-hmm. think Doctor is the the one to go for. There the we go. Excellent. Well, the other one is the other one we didn't mention is Kulusevski. Um, oh yeah, of course. Because Bloody hell, forgot know, about the, him. Which and I, I think he's a great. I think he's a great pick. Mm-hmm. Um, he's obviously lumped in with a load of great eight mil options. Um, yeah. So it's, it's almost a case of, you know, pick the one or, or two that you're going to go with. But um, I don't think Richardson is coming to replace him um, by by any stretch. Uh, I think Richardson will get minutes across yeah. that front line. Um, yeah, I think that's but, fair. But, but not you know, in his position. You, you think for for years with Kane. I mean, you know, the last two seasons uh, in terms of their normal numbers, they've they've been very lucky with not having injuries. You know, and now with the amount of fixtures, Richarlison feels like someone who, if he was in for Kane, you'd be very happy with. Still, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like it's not yeah, so absolutely. much of a drop off for like a Vincent Janssen, for example. Like he's someone who he can be a second to Kane without just being second to Kane and, and only filling that position. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Um, so yeah, Kurosevsky's on my mind. I think if, um, if it looks, if I ended up going with Haaland, for example, mm-hmm. I may well get Kulusevski because I want, I want a piece of that Tottenham attack versus Southampton in the opening game. Oh yeah, nummy nummy num. Uh, so yeah, there's a few options. Few plenty options. of options. Yeah, exciting times at Tottenham. I mean, they ended the season so attacking. You were scoring goals for absolute fun, and like I said, you were the third top scoring team in the league. I mean, Liverpool only scored five goals more than you uh, across the Conte stretch, which is really saying something. Um, there we have it, Jeff. It's been an absolute bloody pleasure to talk to you, mate. As always, mate. As always, very, very lovely to uh, to be on and, and to chat with you. You are more than welcome, sir. We'll get you on for your hat trick in the near future. Thank you all for listening as well and joining us on these preseason pods. Uh, there's still plenty more to come. I think I've got about another ten that I've still got to record. Uh, poor little Ian is sweating away in some little uh, editing room uh, to get this sorted, but he kind of loves it in his own way. And uh, it's where he belongs. <laughs> <laughs> 
it's where he belongs, the little producer gremlin. Um, thank you very much. You can find us on Twitter, at Miles Offside Pod. Join us on Patreon. Join us on the Slack. Come talk to Jeff. If you thought his takes were bad, come on. Tell him for free, the, the shit. Um, and you can find him on Twitter, at FPL Shaka. <laughs> thank you very much for listening, everyone. You take care. Bye-bye.